0: Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Tim, and I'm so glad you can join me today as you are living your life and heading toward your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating all and any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. This is episode number 89. And once again, I just want to say thank you to all of you who give your time to listen in. Hopefully you are getting some great information and some wisdom, insight, and... uh, Just some great stuff to take into your world for your changes and transformations that you're looking for. Um, The downloads, man, have been just through the roof. I just cannot say thank you enough um, for those of you who are listening and sharing um, and all the new folks coming on board and checking out the show. So once again, this is episode 89. And um, I just want to tell you, I've been around a lot of people lately where I know, know I'm in the personal growth industry. And so you know, there's, it's, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's, you know, it's big business. There's a lot of that stuff. And there's a lot of people out there that, you know, come up with like, and and I'm not knocking it, but like, you know, you know, do these things and this will happen in your life. I mean, some of that's true and I understand that, but man, I'm, I'm fascinated by, you know, the people that are discovering their own personal growth and they're looking for someone to walk with them through the process um, from businesses and organizations to just these individuals, entrepreneurs that are just looking to just really go to that next level, to really see that self that they believe is inside come out, to see them, to see themselves like really understand their potential, um, maximize that, release that potential and just get out there and just do it, you know, Um And these are people at all walks of life that I'm seeing this people that I've seen people with great, great, great success and built incredible things. And still they know there's more. And then those who are saying, yes, I want to I want to get moving. I want to I want to change the way things are going in my life. I don't like where I am. And they're not just coming at it saying, fix me. But they're saying, you know, help me be someone that can speak and challenge, speak to me, challenge me. Ask me powerful questions that I'm going to spend my time reflecting on and contemplating my next steps, my next moves, who I am, who I'm becoming and all of that. And it's awesome. And um, I see a hunger for people to grow in their emotional intelligence. I see people wanting to improve the way they communicate. They want to improve how they function Um, in their homes, uh, with teams, at work, all of that. They want a greater understanding of leading, not just on the being in charge of something, but even leading from within, understanding that leadership is influence. So I'm so just right now moved by that. And I feel like there's a big, there's a hunger for it and people are looking for it. And so I've just, I'm experiencing that blessing of being that person that gets to, be a part of that process in their life and and you may be someone listening right now and saying gosh you know I, I want that I'm looking for that I want something to change and I don't know what maybe you're that person you hear no all the time no 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 and you're just waiting for a yes and maybe you'll get that yes soon I don't know maybe you won't I don't know but I do believe there's a yes on the horizon for all of the people that start making adjustments and then you might be the person you know that has heard yes all your life and then you've been devastated by a no i mean they're they're painful equally painful if you've heard no all your life and you're waiting for a yes or you've heard yes all your life and then you get a no they can be painful for both individuals both types of situations but it's still we we still need to be able to not just cope with stuff not just deal with it not just say well i hope for the best but literally believe for the best, move for the best, make decisions for the best, change for the best, see transformation for the best, and not just the best but for the better. So I just want to say look for it, you know, search it out. You know, shoot me an email at tim at uphillconversations.co or to my where I do all my coaching, tim at uphillstrategies it's .co, not .com. And say, hey, can you refer me to someone? You know, there are people that will work with you virtually. There may be someone in your town. I don't know. But open yourself up. If you're really looking for it, I just feel like it's in the air, man. It's just in the air. People are looking for change and transformation. So anyways, um, always go to the website if you can, uphillconversations.co. And um, if you know someone that would make a great guest on the show, submit their name. Um, There's a guest submission form. Fill it out. Put their name on there and put in some details on how you think they would be a great guest and if you think you'd be a great guest on the show and tell your uphill story speaking with me and having some great um, organic conversation and get into some deep stuff um, hey do it submit it and love to look at it and see if you'd be a good fit Um, also you can find all the social channels there which I'm starting to jump into Instagram more and um, I've never really messed with it so uh, hey I'm, I'm, I'm kind of digging it a little bit and just being cautious, but stepping into it a little bit and having some fun, but I'm going to be doing a lot more on there. On my personal Instagram, you can look me up at Pecoraro Tim, that's P-E-C-O-R-A-R-O-T-I-M. That's me. Um, you could also find the show on Instagram. Um, it's Uphill Combo. So check it out and connect with me. That would be awesome. You can also please, or if you would also please, go to um, iTunes and Stitcher and rate and review the show. Share it with others. That would be awesome. Would love that. Um, and read what others have had to say about the show. So my guest today, Shama Hyder she's part two. She is a media-like expert. She They call her the Zen of... She's just the Zen master of social media. Um and or actually, Zen Master of Marketing, according to Entrepreneur Magazine, and the Millennial Master of the Universe. And that's what Fast Company calls her. But she's incredible. But guess what? We don't do. We don't talk about all the social media stuff. So she is in an earlier episode with me um, sometime back. Met her at a Groco Fest um, for, the, for Inc. magazine. And it was an incredible time uh, meeting her and then interviewing her um, sometime back last year. And, but she, it comes on this time and we're just talking about her. We're talking about like this deeper stuff, these, what she's passionate about, um, in, in overall her attitude and how she approaches challenges and her mindset. We, we talk about excellence and not perfection, setting her, setting the bar higher in her life and being value based and adding value to others. I mean, it's just a great real conversation. It's not too long but it's fun and it's good and she's an amazing person. If you look in the show notes, you will you will find her um in, you know everywhere her where her content is, it's all on her website and I have it all listed in the show notes as well. But if you really just want to connect, just go to shamahider.com. That's s h a m a h y d e r.com. But uh, she's an amazing person and I'm really enjoying getting to know more about her. And I would like to share this episode with you so without any further delay let's jump into this wonderful conversation I had with my friend Shama Hyder welcome back to the show Shama how are things going in your world uh thank you
1: so much for having me back it's been a whirlwind but you know that's that's how that's how things go around here. <laughs>
0: yeah, I I know how it is. You have been growing at a rapid, rapid pace, and um, and your speed has been. Incredible. I mean, I'm sure you probably can look at it differently and be like, ah, (laughs) things may not be going as fast as I'd like them to, but um, just your journey has been just great. And you've been able to see a lot of things come out into the world. And I know last time we spoke, we, you know, we talked about, you know, the social media world and digital natives and, you know, what they are and, and, you know, how social media is an ample, you know, it's an amplifier. Mm
1: -hmm. And what I
0: want to do is I want to really get into this. Person, I want to get into Shama, right? So let's just jump into some just challenges because one of the things my audience has been asking is like these people are doing great work when they have challenges and obstacles. You know, what changes do they make internally to continue moving forward? Like, what do they do to make adjustments on the inside to handle some of these challenges? And with your growth and what you've experienced with your growth. I'm sure you've had tons of challenges and obstacles, but what, what is, what do you do on the inside to help yourself move through those challenges and work with those obstacles?
1: Yeah. So, you know, one, I think it's so easy to look at people and think, oh, they just, they've got this. (laughs) And what I found in my experience of, of talking to people who seem that way and certainly when, people look at me and say that. It's to me, it's like, I just laugh because it's so not true. You know, none of <laughs> us have got this, like, <laughs> I just don't think that's, that's humanity. Right. Right. Um, so a, a couple of things, actually quite a few things. So I, I just want to set the record straight that there's challenges every day. Um, it is a constant work in progress. I don't ever feel like things are done. Like to me, it's you know, there's always there's always room for more. There's always room to improve, right? Not just growth, but improvement. Um, and I I take it definitely in that vein of thinking about you know how do we how do I as a person keep improving? How does our team keep improving? And that's a big goal for me. Um, I think part of it is realizing that like there is no perfection and that you are a work in progress, right? And it's very easy to look at the person next to you and be like, "Wow, they really got this," or like, <laughs> right? Uh, but I think the reality is that everyone has has challenges, uh, personal and professional. And I think we just do the best we can day by day. I do think your attitude determines a lot, and I feel really lucky in that regard. In that, even as a kid, I definitely have always had the make lemonade with lemons type attitude right I don't know I think so I say lucky because I feel like some people are more naturally inclined towards that thinking not that it can't be improved or honed upon like but I do think you know they've done all this research like if you are an optimist <laughs> in many ways you are born an optimist um, and you certainly improve on that so for me like my natural point state of being is is optimistic right that's just where i naturally fall um and i of course then work on that to say how do i you know look at look at challenges in a different way so just yesterday i was talking to uh my sister who's also a director of marketing and you know she was just laughing cuz she was like you're such a fixer you know you fix things and and uh, and i was laughing because i said you know i i love solving problems like it's fun I I think that's the thing you, you hear the word challenges and then there's sort of this inherent like negativity or kind of like the struggle, right? It's got that, that connotation of struggle, but I think you can face challenges without a sense of struggle. And that's sort of what I aim for in that something can still be a challenge. Like a puzzle can be a challenge, but the way you approach it, right? If you approach it as, Oh my God, this is so hard. Why can't I get this? you know, you beat yourself up for it. You, uh, you know, you come at things from a point of frustration. There's that sort of challenge, which you then make challenge even more challenging. And then I think there's the challenge where you say, this is fun, like a kid trying to work their way through, um, you know, an obstacle course, right? Or like the, (laughs) that's also a challenge, but the approach is so different. It's not a, struggle approach it would say hey this could be fun what can i learn um so i would say i think that's sort of the basis of that of of coming at things from the attitude and everyday working on that attitude i don't you know just even though i'm an optimist and i was sort of born that way i certainly have days where i'm like oh my god i can't believe i have to do this but i'm just very quick to recalibrate and say yeah but like wow i'm really lucky that i get to do this So I think those little sort of mindset shifts or little attitude changes, and the faster you do it, the more natural it starts to become.
0: Wow, that is so good. and um, you 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 have no idea of the questions, which this is what I love when i when you can just feel the flow when you get to speak with someone and especially someone of your caliber and someone I feel that has allowed themselves to really grow and improve. and I love the attitude of continuous improvement and how you work with your point of view. So it, literally my questions that I have that were all top of mind. Are all within this vein. So we're going to be right on it. We should be able to really have a great flow with this. Um, So it's currency, you know, you know, I think it was in 1934 gold no longer backed our money, right? And you know, a, you know, a dollar had gold behind mm-hmm. it. Now, of course, we know it's shifted. and you know, there's all these different ways that, you know, how money quote unquote, is valued. Most of it's it's just perceived or agreed upon ways that we say, yes, this is worth this, right? So, but you are, I try to get people to understand, like, be the gold that backs your currency. How do you intentionally do that? What ways do you intentionally ensure? that mm-hmm. the person that you are, who you are, and how you show up is backing the currency that you're putting out there.
1: I love that. I think that's that's great. I really love that analogy. Um, so I have a very high bar for myself in all things. And I think that's been one of my challenges, if you will, is not to have such – so really funny because I always considered myself not a perfectionist at work, and I'm not. I'm very value-driven. I'm very like. I'm an optimizer. Like you ask my team, they will tell you that. Like, I don't require perfection. I require our excellence, like every day showing up, doing our best. But I, because especially in our field of new media, right, the difference between perfection and an awesome campaign can often be like timeliness. Like you wait too long to get it just right and you missed your opportunity. Mm. So in work, I've always been an optimizer. Like I want to do the things that feel good. I want to do the things that, you know, I can do best, like let's, you know, most efficient way for us, for our clients. Like that's, that's me in my personal life. What I found in the last really couple of years, I would never have said this. And part of this is just sort of, you know, the journey we go through with self-discovery and self-awareness is that I'm, I'm working on not being such a perfectionist because I do hold myself to a very high bar. Like I want to be the best daughter, the best sister. You know, Um, if I'm a friend, it's all about like it's I have very high expectations of myself. But of course, we're all human. And what happens when you have such high expectations and you make a mistake is that you're much more likely to be up on yourself for it rather than say I'm human. Things happen. Right. So. Well, I found it in my personal life very easy to forgive people for their transgressions. I was very hard on myself for my own transgressions. So, I know this isn't fully answering your question just yet, but I think it's I think it's an important distinction, right? When you think about um, the value that you bring, so there's two sides to that equation. One is being too hard on yourself, where you're you constantly feel like you have to prove something. Um, although I don't think my you know my challenge came from that point. I would say, in terms of how do you ensure, you know, what what your um, and part of that again? I think it's internal. The more I think about these things, I think about you know how much of this stuff begins when we're kids, and for those who are parents out there, even thinking about how you can instill some of these things in your kids, because I think my parents did a really good job with my sister and I in that. You know, you always think about how can you add value? And I'm very value-based. Like I, my team will tell you this. My family will tell you this. I'm always thinking about, you know, how can I make, like my family's life better and brighter? How can I add more to our team? You know, how can we do more for our clients? So I think part of this is just asking the right questions. I know that sounds silly, but it's really, you know, if you think about how do you add, you know, how do you back that currency up with something more than just like, I want to try to be a better person, I think it's starting to ask the right questions beyond just, you know, wow, I'd really like to be a better person and, you know, be more positive to say, okay, what does that translate into? And for me, that translates into how do I add value in all spheres of my life, right? So how do I become, you know, if I'm looking at my health, how do I better take care of myself? What does that look like? And then with my family, you know, how do I better show up for them when they actually need me? and you know with my team with our clients how do we stay cutting edge so our clients continue to feel like they can rely on us to help them navigate the digital age so i think asking the right questions is such a great starting point for for what you're asking them.
0: okay well and i love that because you know there are two types of value right so i tell people there are two that i like to focus on there's perceived value and intrinsic value and I think it takes both, you know, in the world, because, you know, and especially what you with what we do, I'm a coach. Um, I do have a marketing and advertising business that I've stepped away from that still runs, but I focus on coaching and I love bringing the best and helping the best come out of people. And um, and so there is a perceived value, but what's better is the intrinsic side. And and I I really feel like perceived value is not sustainable. A lot of people will sell a lot off of perception you know get people cuz you know perceptions reality so what you want to do is get people to see it your way so that they can perceive it as valuable but you're speaking of that intrinsic, you know, that deeper value, that greater value. And people need to develop that. And I do like that right there, a simple thing. It's very simple. Ask questions. If you have kids, put it in them now. Start with it when they're young so that they can mm-hmm. walk with that. They get to be the gold to back their currency, you know. Um, and I think that's very rich and very strong what you're saying. And But let me go to this perfectionist thing because – You know, most people, like if they watch your videos, which I'll share all the links to your stuff as I did last time, um, you would come across like, I mean, what I love is that you're down to earth. I met you in person, um, spoke with you in a conversation before, and here we are again. And you still, what I love is you're still Shama. You're still this person (laughs) who walks around i feel like you're full of life um and yeah it's life's not always perfect but you make the decision it's that outlook it's that optimism but how do you handle mistakes when you make them like and and how do you keep yourself from embracing an excuse or an alibi um you know with the mistake you know what I mean? Like not getting stuck where, oh, uh, well, this is the reason, or had this happened. Like when you said, you know, being timely, you know, you missed that window because you didn't do it. So how do you handle the mistakes? Number one, and then keeping yourself from excuses and alibis, um, and embracing the opportunity to learn from that mistake. What are the things that you do?
1: Yeah. So that's, those are really good questions, Tim. And, and thank you for that. I try to think about, you know, i like you said, maybe, and this is what I think you picked up on too, was uh, to me, the bigger framework helps, right, that you set up to, ha- to make those mistakes in. So if I consider myself this perf- perfect, invaluable person, right, that could never make a mistake or like, you know, how would it, they- then of course every mistake becomes life and death because you you held that framework. Now, my framework is very much of I'm a student I'm constantly learning. Um, and, and I love that, by the way. Even when I teach, to me, like, you know, being being a student is such a fun um, per- perception, I guess, to, to be able to hold. Right. And there's a great phrase in Italian. It's called ancora imparo," uh-huh. And uh, it means I'm still learning. I'm still learning, <laughs>
0: right?
1: Yep. I'm still learning. And I think, you know, I go through the motions, I think, just like anyone does when they make a mistake or when they have, you know, when they, when they fail, which is your initial is like, Oh man, that sucks. That disappointment that like gut, like, you know, all oh, like, I wish this could have been different. I think the difference is that a lot of people stay there, right? It's like, now I will have a pity party for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and that's just never because you know my I think my natural beam is like I bounce back so quickly. So I would say one of the things that's great is I just I feel resilient. So um, when I do make a mistake, and again my bigger framework around that is I'm resilient. I you know I I can rebuild right because it, to me a lot of this when I look back and I like you know I was a nine year old kid who moved to this country immigrant. I'm not even first generation. Um, my parents came here with nothing, very kind of typical American, you know, dream story. (laughs) Um, and to sort of go from that to what we've been able to build this life for ourselves, my family, my parents, the sacrifices they've made, the things that, you know, my sister and I've been able to accomplish, um, in this country and the opportunities. I don't like, to me, I don't take that for granted. And I just feel like, wow, if, you know, it's, it's doable, right? So if tomorrow everything was to go away, I could just rebuild. So I think part of that comes from that like resilience and faith in oneself that comes from honestly facing challenges and knowing that you can, right? It's, it's hard to fake that. Um, so that being said, when I make mistakes, of course, it's the sense of like, wow, I really could have done better. I, I don't have a lot of ego, so I have no problem saying I'm sorry, I messed up. But um, and then I'm very much again a problem solver, so I think about like, okay, mistake made, done. How do I look forward? Um, and I am, I'm very, I'm very forward thinking. I'm very like I think I look to the future, and I just try not to dwell in the past. Like I think you know the past, of course, holds a pull for all of us, and it's very hard to um, sometimes move away from that. I you know the last few years, particularly on a personal side, have been very challenging for me. I've known some very deep loss, but. I think being able to look beyond that and say, okay, well, this has happened, now what, right? Um, And I just think it's so easy to get stuck in that pity party mode. Um, And so I'll give myself that time. I'll say, okay, you can have this time, but then you've got to move on, right? Right,
0: right. And Um, And that greatly influences your worldview and your people view. Because if you if you let yourself have these pity parties, it's like sitting down on the couch of misery and having misery conversations with people with misery, and all you do is exchange misery. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. and, and then you're sending out misery invitations, you know, for others to join yeah. you. It really will affect your people and your worldview. The way you see people and the way you see the world is going to actually come from you first. Yes. It, and
1: this is so... So important, him. It's and this is the so there's the internal factor, right? Like the stories you tell yourself. The external stuff is what do you surround yourself with? What do you constantly like? I'm a big believer in affirmations. I'm a, like I love self help books. Like if I'm in a bookstore, that's the first section I'm going to because it's fun, you know. To me, like yeah. this whole life is self help and learning and self improvement. So I I'm just a big fan of that stuff, and I love that. So for me. You know, once I have my pity party, then I'm looking at, all right, what I've got to like climb out of this, right? So, what does that look like? So, for a while, like you have to allow yourself to feel it, which is also really hard. Like, we're so used to numbing our feelings or not feeling the things, right, or thinking about them rather than just being intuitive and saying, like, I'm gonna sit here with it because it doesn't feel good. No. Feel sad, <laughs> or you know, it, it feels bad, like, or feel disappointed. When I'm feeling sad or upset, like, I'm like, make this go away. Like, I want this feeling gone.
0: <laughs> that's right. You know, But um, it
1: doesn't work that way.
0: No, it doesn't. One of my mentors, and I still haven't gotten it down to the way he has, but I mean, he's he's in his 70s. And one of the things he does, he says, whether he has a success or he calls a learning experience, that's a loss. <laughs> he says, mm, like you know, that. you win or you learn. <laughs> and that's the way he looks at it. Mm-hmm. He gives them 24 hours with both. I get 24 hours to celebrate my success. I give myself 24 hours to celebrate my learning experience. And he says, and then he goes straight into problem solving or moving on because he wants momentum in both. So I think that's a great outlook um, that you're you're speaking of. Um, hey, really quick, um, what are some of your daily positive habits that keep you energized and, and focused on improving as a person?
1: Mm. Okay, so I sleep in. Uh, <laughs> I do. It makes me happier. I, I think, you know, the whole, like everyone has to wake up early is such BS because you have to find what works for your body. I've tried the getting up early thing. I hate it. Like, it's not, it doesn't work well for me. I find that when I sleep and I allow myself to sleep as much as my body needs, now, given if I have a meeting, I'm in the meeting, <laughs> but you know, if I set my schedule, because I am, I'm so much, I'm so much more productive between like 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. And I get more done during those hours than most people do within like two weeks, right? A month. Right. And so part of that is really to your body. So when I need more sleep, I sleep more when I'm ready to wake up earlier. I do. Um, this isn't a, a lot of the stuff that I do is not conventional wisdom. Um, it's just, It's not what people would say, oh, that's really traditional wisdom. It's just stuff that I found works for me. Um, And I'm sorry, I should apologize for the quality of my voice right now. I have really bad allergies.
0: It's okay. Don't worry Um, about it. I'm I'm in the same way I'm hoarse right now.
1: All the allergy sufferers out there, I I feel for you. Um, You know, I, I recharge throughout the day. Like, I love my dogs. So when I am, I'm not traveling and I'm actually home. Just playing with them, taking a quick break with them. Like, dogs are amazing. Animals in general are such great, like, they're the gift to humanity to remind us what it's actually about. Um, so that's such a positivity boost, right? There's so many studies that show that. But for me, that's definitely true. Just taking a few minutes to play with them, to um, just, you know, pet them a little bit, just hang out with them. Um again, I told you, this isn't like conventional wisdom. This is like what makes me feel better and what makes me feel more positive. And then I'm very conscious of what I take in. Like if you want to control output, you have to control input. And what I mean by that is like, what am I reading? What am I listening to? Um, what's playing in the background? You know, what kind of voices am I tuned into? Um, what am I eating? Like, I'm really big on input. I think the output will be what it'll be, but all yeah. you can control is input. So yep. I'm a big believer in controlling the input.
0: Well, speaking of reading, what's what's a book that's just rocking your world right now?
1: Ah, uh, wow. Okay, so I've got to say this book uh, called uh, Super Connectors. Um, and it's actually by two friends of mine who are amazing, and they've built this amazing young entrepreneur network, uh, Scott Gerber and Ryan Popp. And it's just about networking in what it looks like in today's age, right? So not like the, here's my card, here's my card. Like, <laughs> yeah. not that, but what does it actually mean? Like, we're talking about adding value you know, backing up that currency. Um, and they're just, they're, they're great guys. They walk their talk. They've built something very tactical um, using their, using these skills. So I, that's, that's a book that I'm, I'm highly touting right now.
0: Okay. And what's a new thing that you're about to tackle an uphill challenge? You know, I'm an uphill guy. I believe anything worth having is uphill. What's something new you're about to embark on that, you know, is going to, you know, require a lot of you.
1: Yeah. So what's really interesting is, you know, we have focused so much on expansion, not purposefully, but just kind of how we've grown in market demand and clients, you know, being happy and so forth. It's been a great thing. And my my very strategic goal for this quarter is more on excellence rather than expansion, mm. which has actually meant that we've kind of contracted a little bit to say, let's really come back to the table and see what does excellence look like. And excellence always requires you to slow down a little bit. Mm. Right? Um, and that's cha- that's an uphill for me because Fast is my speed.
0: <laughs> my
1: car is fast.
0: Like Volkswagen. Like, remember that little I, commercial with the little guy? You know what is your speed, Sarah? You're fast. That little. I don't know if you remember that old commercial.
1: Funny. No, I. I'll have to go. I'll have to YouTube that. Um, that's funny. But yeah, that's like that's just me. It's always been, you know. And so to slow down is uphill for me to be able to say, all right, how do we refine this? How do we continue to, you know, really be excellent at what we do and what does that look like mm. um especially once people the thing is when you are good at what you do um as our team is a zen it's very easy to see that like as a <laughs> as you know a, a kind of a, a gun to say i can point this anywhere i want right like it, so when your team is good it's very easy for clients to say oh can you also do this can you also help here can you also you know. Um, and it's just as important to say, OK, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, and so I would say that's sort of the uphill challenge at the moment in terms of figuring that out and and having those better boundaries.
0: Well, this is awesome. Yeah, Let me can I ask you one more question. <laughs> yes you have time okay what are three things this is because i know where you are with that framework and that thinking that you have right there what are three things then that you're going to be optimistic about or you are optimistic about um over the next 12 months um personal it doesn't matter or professional with that mentality i would love to see how you could apply it with just that getting into ex- that whole thing of excellence
1: yeah, so I would say first is I my faith in my ability to lead my team, right? Because okay. I think it's a choice. Um, not, you know, it's not saying, oh, I'm like such an amazing leader, but I think the, the I know that like it's a choice that I can make to be right more involved with my team to guide them better. So okay. one, knowing that I have the capacity and, and, and will to, <laughs> to do that. Um, two... To be able to constantly get into that learner mentality, right? Making changes. So it's funny, even as we slow down, being able to make pivots sooner than later. So say, okay, well, we're going to do this, then let's try it. Not like let's wait six months to slowly draw this out and then see where the chips land. Um, So I think that's going to be, you know, one of those things is even as you have sort of this big slow game plan, how do you quickly pivot within that to make certain changes um, and, you know, the, the third is to continue, and this is what I'm optimistic about, is our ability to see what the future holds, because we just have such a great track record for it. And even now, I'm like, wow, you know, there's certain things that I'm thinking about right now that and I write about a lot of this in my, in my Forbes pieces and videos is where is the world going, you know, with all this stuff, with blockchain and AI and social. And I just I feel like we're just scratching the surface um, and that's that's exciting so that that I'm very optimistic that this field has
0: you know, just,
1: inordinate ongoing potential
0: (laughs) (laughs) no that is that is great and i love those and you're right i I share that with you like we haven't even begun so but listen you're always a wonderful guest and it's an honor whenever (laughs) i can catch you and you answer so thoughtfully and and i really can tell you live what you say and you definitely are gold backing your currency so thank you for being with me again
1: Oh, well thank you. It's a it's a good way to start off a Monday. I appreciate it. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, you've been listening to another episode of Uphill Conversations. Always remember you can be more, do more and have more. Your reasons for being, doing and having are for you to figure out and no one else. Always remember anything worth having is uphill, but you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. But most importantly, you will see Shama and me on the hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co. See you on the hill.